Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Fightful's The Hump with uh, Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com. Yeah, yeah. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is December 20th, 2023. This is The Hump. We got Jimmy Van here. Jimmy, thanks for coming to work. Yeah, you're welcome, Sean Ross, because when I'm not here, I'm just sitting around eating bonbons, watching television. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm thanking you for showing up to work. At least you're finally doing something. With right, life. right. I'm finally being productive with my life. That's amazing. I uh, I told you this off the air. I had a full circle moment yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, it, it was in 1998. I think some of our listeners are going to know who I'm talking about. It was 1998. I moved to the big city. I was in my early 20s. The first guys that I met that had anything to do with pro wrestling were the guys from live audio wrestling, the law and the original hosts were Jeff Merritt, Chris Tidwell and Donnie Abreu. And Chris Tidwell just brought the law back. Uh, right now it's on Spotify and I think it's on Canadian radio. And he hit me up and he said, uh, would you come on and chat with me? And Tid was one of the first guys I met in the business and I, I have a lot of respect for him. So we taped an hour yesterday, over an hour. Oh wow. And I think Spotify, I think it's uh, up this Sunday. I believe cool. I told you the Conrad Thompson story. Yeah. And that's something pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Honestly, I, I almost text him to ask him about that. Should do it, do it. So I so kind of want to ask him during an interview though. You can do that. You can do that. So Chris Tidwell told me that Conrad Thompson, this is in the late nineties. Conrad was 15 years old and he was a regular call in listener of live audio wrestling. And Chris told me that when the Montreal Screwjob happened, Chris was in Montreal and the internet was not then what it is now. So he said, I didn't know how we were going to get the news out. He called Conrad Thompson, 15 year old or whatever he was, Conrad Thompson. And Conrad, I guess, helped get it online. What was going it's on? Wild. Something. That is so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys want more wildness, leave a super chat, leave a humper chat. This is a largely super chat, humper chat driven show. If you're here for the first time and you're saying, well, what the, what the hell are, are you? are you going to talk about? Well, what you guys want to talk about, that's why we're here. You can leave them at youtube.com slash fightful and humperchats.com. We would greatly appreciate that. We've already got a couple. Uh, the Bep Jr. says, NXT has been refreshing since Cora's return. I mean, the people who like NXT, they, they're generally pr pretty satisfied with NXT. And uh, NXT books women very, very well. This one's a confusing one. BL says, happy holiday. After hearing you talk about your extensive MMA background, 
how much ass can you kick? I don't have an extensive MMA background. <laughs> I trained it for years. I trained catch wrestling, kickboxing, submission wrestling, <clears throat> knocking over uh, sodas, uh, which is what I just did. But I mean, I did it to have a better idea of what I was covering and because I liked it. I, I genuinely enjoyed it. But like it isn't something that uh, I, I did so I could go beat up people around the neighborhood. That's not really the, the purpose of that. But yeah, I did okay. I was fine. But we also have Tony P saying, what are your thoughts on BKFC? Just saw the Trout Sanchez fight and dear Lord looked like Trout used a weapon to put dents in Diego's face. Yeah. And they cleared all the blood away after the match. It's fine for me, bare knuckle fighting championships. It seems to have an audience and it seems to be making people a good bit of money well after their prime, Jimmy. I mean, it's better than slap fighting. I'll give it yeah. that. You know, I'm 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 not a massive fan of it because like you just said, I've seen a lot of like a lot of ex UFC guys go there and I've seen the aftermath of a bunch of the fights and the guys really get torn up. And uh, you remember some of the old boxing matches where some of the fighters cheated. They didn't have padding in their gloves. Yeah. Uh, and there was one fighter and I forget his name, but I think he ended up passing away because he took a beating and the other guy didn't have the padding in his gloves. Fighting bare knuckle. It's dangerous. It's not slap fighting, but uh, it's still pretty dangerous. And uh, I hope the guys know what they're doing when they're getting in there. Tony P says wrestling skill excluded. What current NXT uh, character could you see possibly not getting over or won't translate well to the main roster? As currently presented, if they get called up, that's good. Question. Nikita Lyons is the main one to me. Like, really? because, yeah, like when I, I see, like, I think she sells really good. I watched her match last night. I, I really liked how much selling she did. There are times when I think that either based on the way that she's produced, it's like hitting the taunt button over and over and over again. It's like pose, 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 taunt, taunt, taunt. And I'm sure that will be fine-tuned because right now that's a part of the presentation. I don't think that that presentation would work on the main roster the way it's working in NXT. But I also think that based on what I've seen out of her, which is she very clearly works hard in the ring and training. Like, like legitimately, I've seen like sparring videos of her and stuff, and she's got great technique. I think that's probably something uh, to lean into. But uh, anybody that you're thinking of, Jimmy? No, I actually think of more people that I think will do well too. on the main roster. Somebody mentioned Cora Jade. Cora Jade has, I talk about this all the time, presence. And she she's does. got she's got presence and uh she's gonna do really, really well. I think JC Jane's gonna work out really well. I think JC Jane is is gonna be one of those people the girls. that just fits on the main roster really, really well. Yeah, yeah. They have a good good crop of uh, people down there. Uh, Tony says, you've mentioned before how there are some women don't draw people in AEW who may have Tony's ear. Uh, with some of the moves happening in the division, the recent rating increase during their segment, do you think the women can draw voices are winning more with TK? Well, I mean, if you ever watched Grapsity, you know that Will Washington is one of those women can draw voices. And yes, I do think so. But uh, ultimately, it's Tony's call. Tony books the show. Tony decides what's on the show and what's not on the show. And I don't think that anybody is going to like influence him to, to not feature women. James Stallings says, I'm a little disappointed with the IWC. Everyone complains, but Tony doesn't give women more than one match on AEW. The moment he does, barely anyone says anything about it. James, listen, I, I understand what you're saying here, but it's also like you don't deserve a pat on the back for doing something you should have done a long time ago. You don't. It's not like, good job, you had multiple women's matches. Great, great. 
I'm glad that he is, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, goody, goody, goody gumdrops. It's finally happened. No, I mean, it should should have happened a long time ago. So I'm okay with them not, not giving somebody flowers based on that. Now you can just sort of scale back the criticism a little bit accordingly. But um, yeah, I, I don't. For me, it's not so much the massive matches as much as it is the presentation. Yeah. Because like, if you look at WWE, look at how many girls are over. Look at how many girls are stars in WWE. At least a half a dozen, maybe more are, are actual name, you know, recognized stars. And that's not the case in AEW. And, and so a lot of it, I think comes down to presentations. Like you got Tony storm, one or two others. That's it in terms of yeah. who you could say is over. Uh, Dante says, Tony needs consistency with the women's booking. I agree. Like, Ruby Soho is one of the winningest women in AEW this year. And you kind of wouldn't know it based on, on like how she's touted. But I also love the Angelo Parker storyline that's going on right now. I think that there, there's some really good stuff involved there. Uh, but yeah, well, I think that I think there's always room to grow. And Darren Walker says, is Maria Canellis leaving AEW? I see her tweet that she's taking bookings for 2024 and also tweeted she was not at final battle. I can find out. I mean... Not to get too personal, but I mean, I know that she and Mike, obviously, they got kids and you got to make sure that somebody's there for the kids. Child care in, overnight for a family like that can't be easy to find. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So uh, I don't know if that might play a role or anything like that, but I'll find out if if Maria is there. If so, I mean, she's going to be somebody that I think could do some really cool stuff on the independent circuit outside of the ring. Is Mercedes asking number more or less or the same as the Charlotte number you reported on? Number I heard was more, but that's Sorry, what what's the Charlotte heard. number that you heard? I'm not gonna say. Okay. Oh, so say. okay. So on select, you didn't say it either. Okay, I got. I you. didn't say a number. Okay. I did not say a number, okay. and I'm not gonna say a number because I ain't giving those Twitter engagement accounts the benefit. Yeah, I got it. Throwback says, haven't done this uh, in a bit on the hump. Merry Christmas. Do you think Braun Breaker could be the person to end Gunther's title reign? No. What are your homes, your hopes for Hayes in the U.S. tourney? Having COVID sucks. Fightful's made life better. Throwback, thank you so much. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. I mean, I my hopes for Hayes is that he just has a good match with Kevin Owens on Friday because I think he's very clearly there to win one match, which, you know, happened, and then have a great showing against Kevin Owens. Uh, about Braun Breaker, it depends on the reaction on the main roster because I'll say this the same way I said about Roman for a while up until the beginning of last year mm -hmm. uh, and Gunther's first UK title reign. The person who should beat him is TBD, a person so undeniable that you know it won't screw it up because right now, Gunther is the guy. And nobody is like, man, I sure am tired of this Gunther reign. Nobody reasonable is. It's still the best title reign in intercontinental title history, Jimmy. It's currently the best title reign in the company. It may be all of wrestling. Yeah. So I like somebody asked me on Twitter, who do you think would be a good person to beat him? I said Julius Creed because Julius Creed's got all the yeah. tools. It feels to me like they're setting up Jey Uso. Yeah, um, that can happen. But to me, Julius Creed, can you imagine Julius Creed with his physical gifts against Gunther with his physical gifts? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. 
a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What a matchup. Hear me out. I had mentioned this on one of my shows as well. This could lead to a little bit of an edge for Chad Gable as well. Because, you know, he's he's friendly with the creeds and all that. And he's being very selfless right now by coaching people and all that. He can help Julius Creed get ready. Julius Creed's the one that wins. Then all of a sudden, he's not too happy about it. Right. Uh, and I would just love to see a match between those two. Uh, we got a few more Super Chats to get through real quick. Is this the most star power WWE has had on one roster since they bought WCW? I gen- uh, legitimately believe it is. Um, I Since they bought WCW... The couple of years that followed, they were able to get some people back. Like they were able to get Hogan, Hall, Nash. They got Goldberg to come in. They got a lot of people to just return that weren't a part of the WCW acquisition. So I feel like that 2002, like if you look at the calendar year of like 2003, Mm -hmm. they had a lot of star power. They just didn't use it well. You're right. I mean, they also had Rock, Austin, Triple H. Like, oh, yeah, they they had Jericho you could put in there, too. They had uh, a lot of big names back then. But things in WWE are really cooking because, again, like you talked about, the the people getting over. Like, every week, you know know what's, what's cool to me? Every week, Judgment Day cuts a promo on Raw, and as soon as the mic is in Rhea Ripley's hand in a heel stable, the crowd pops. Yeah, because they know Rhea is something special. Like, like there's there's a lot of talent that are over in that company right now. Vin says, "Is Roman under a long term deal to continue re- wrestling on a Brock schedule, or will he go to Hollywood after losing to Cody? I want to see a face reunion of the Bloodline group eventually. He is under a long term contract with WWE to wrestle. Uh, I'm sure there are provisions like with anybody where if he takes some time off, they can add time and and the like if it's not planned." but he is under a deal. I'll be happy when there's multiple women's matches over multiple weeks. One show is a good start, only a start, but Saturday's collision was perfect. It was a great show. 
it was really, really good. They had a squash. They had Rosa return. They had the Tony thing. Then they had the big street fight that got a really, really great reaction. It was a balanced program. And as a result, there are a lot of women that are in your mind on that show. That I think I think it's a very important thing to to put forth. Do we know if Punk will be at day one? I feel like they'd be advertising him if he was. I don't know as of yet. If he's not, and he's been on like one Raw the last five weeks after that point, I'm like, what? what is the point here? Like, And I would love to know what kind of deal he's on, if so. My gut tells me he will because they're really loading up. Like they're making that a pay-per-view quality show. They're doing that with so, the SmackDown, the following SmackDown too. It's the New Year's Revolution SmackDown. Right, right. This and it would make sense. That, Sorry to cut you up, but it, it would make sense. They finish up uh, Seth and Drew, and then Punk is right there. That makes sense. And this is something that AEW has done for years, and really TNA Impact did for years before that. But Impact did it out of necessity because they couldn't run pay-per-view, so they had to do pay-per-view episodes. But um, I like it. I like that they're doing that. How set up was the backstage interview with Cora Jade and Punk? It, it was. It says it seems really genuine and touching. Know how far back their history goes. Well, yeah, he's very familiar with her. She showed up at UFC events in Chicago to ask Q&A questions to him. Like, she is a legitimate CM Punk fan. Her reaction was genuine. Even, even yeah. though it was it was a setup spot, you could tell her reaction because she she, for a quick second, she stopped being a heel, you know? Mr. CJ Lilly says, what do you guys think of Ridge Holland's new character? Could this backfire PR-wise with Big E's situation? Any rumblings about Alexa's contract yet? Or is it still an unknown? Hope she comes back to make a statement. Last I had heard, she was contracted through at least 2023. I have yet to learn how pregnancy affects deals. So I don't know if there's a provision in the contract that says, well, when if you get pregnant, we can extend your deal. Uh, I don't know if that's something that they might just let the talent decide in that situation. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. I will try to find out, but with Ridge Holland's new character, I did think it was a little weird to play off of the, Hey, this guy likely ended Biggie's career type of thing. Cause I mean, he is a wonderful guy and it got him a lot of fresh, uh, it got him a lot of hate that very clearly bothered right. him last year. And they they were just bringing it back, and and thankfully, Fightful's Corey Brennan was on top of it last week, and and reported that Elia's injury was was not real. Uh, Vin says, "Does WWE have any new announcers in the pipeline? Need Vic to move up and KP to go back to a backstage guy again? Not that I've heard. They do have Blake. Uh, I don't know what his uh, NXT name is, but Blake Chadwick, who they brought in for Level Up a while back, who's very good." But um, I think that AEW has some more on-screen people in, in the works as well. And we are about to get to the WBD stuff, but we got a couple more Super Chats and Humper <laughs> Chats. No problem. Tony I, I, I told Sean off the air, this is going to be a long show today. So. Yes. Tony P says, how much of an effect on Punk, uh, how much of an effect Punk beating Seth at Mania will affect the locker room and free agents' next moves? Not saying he will, but if we know some won't like it if he did it, uh, does he even need the belt at all during his time to be a part of WWE? I don't think he does. I think there's enough good stories without the belt. And Jimmy, I think an important note is CM Punk never, ever said winning the title at WrestleMania, winning the main event of WrestleMania was his story. From, from 2014, he said main eventing WrestleMania 
is my story. That's what's important to him. And I think he understands as a storyteller that as well. So I think back to Brock Lesnar's return in 2012. To me, to me, this is like a, somewhat of a close comparable. Do you remember Brock came back? His first program was John Cena. And Brock's first match back in years, he got beat by John Cena. Do you remember that? It was like a street yes, fight or sure something. Do. And at the time that that happened, I thought, why on earth would they have him lose his first match? And Lance Storm actually had a really good explanation to me. He's brilliant. Lance Storm said... You don't know how long Brock's going to be around because he didn't like, you know, he didn't like the travel and everything the first time. He said, you don't know how long he's going to be around. So you want to have footage of your guy beating him in case he's out the door tomorrow. And I thought that makes sense to me. Punk is a professional. I think Rollins is going to beat him at, uh, at WrestleMania. I think I Punk too. has, I think Punk has no issue with it at all. And I think that WWE wants to do that probably to send a message that Punk's playing ball. So I think that's where they're headed. Matthew England said Meltzer said on uh, Observer Monday that McIntyre signed through Mania. Would this mean he signed an extension? It would mean that he agreed to some sort of extension if he actually was. I don't know that to be true personally because originally his deal was up before Mania. Crazy 101 says with the 90-day no-compete clause being up tomorrow, where do you see the free agents going? Has Okada gotten an offer from New Japan, WBD, Oh, uh, or these updates? I'll, I'll ask about Okada. They know that they're going to be in a fierce battle with Okada. Like, they know that it's going to be uh, pre pretty heavy. Uh, we'll talk about WBDAEW. Go ahead. Do you, do you think that Gunther doing the Rainmaker was completely not coincidental at all? I think there was a little something behind it, knowing how he, how he is. I mean, if you want to tell me a, a major WrestleMania match, Okada and Gunther is a dream match all right right there that would be great as far as uh free agents i see maybe ziggler to aew shelton to aew i think top dollar is going to work the indie circuit you already see him booking gcw mase um, and mansoir i think they're going to take the indies by storm i think they started too right they started too. Yeah. And I, I saw cardona talking to cvv and uh ziggler came up and cardona kind of chuckled and said he'll be fine he's I'd, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go to AEW. I mean, he's already back. Made for life first. anyway. Right, right. Made for life. I mean, he has had like 18 years of main roster money at right. this point too. Yeah. And yeah. not only that, several years of please come back. We don't want you to leave main roster money. So yeah. And Mustafa Ali, I think he pretty much has his pick of the litter, to be honest with you. I think he'll be able to go wherever he wants. Is Electra Lopez being on main event three weeks in a row meaningful? Could she be joining Santos along with Garza and Carrillo? I don't know if it's meaningful because they put a little bit of everybody on there. They want to see how talent looks on the main roster with these audiences. Uh, and KE775 says the same thing where some of the former WWE talent pop up. I don't expect like a Dana Brooke to be working the indies or anything like that. Um, I I don't see that happening. Uh, I see that Tennille and Riddick Moss are teasing, like doing some stuff here and there, like some oh, travel they? stuff and a show. Um, I think that Tennille will get booked here and there as well. Um, I don't think we'll see Quincy Elliott much of anywhere. I don't think we'll see Shanky much of anywhere. Um, Ike Manjiro will probably get some bookings here and there. Matt Riddle will get indie bookings and he's working MLW. I think that's pretty well where he's going to go. Matt, I think he'll probably end up in Impact or uh, 
MLW and probably doing OnlyFans and yeah. a lot. I'm, I'm he, not joking. I think no, he will. I know, I know. He, he he's teasing fighting again too next year. Make some money doing that too. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be like a high ticket free agent or anything like that. K seven seven five says, "Hey Sean, do you think Becky is confident WWE will take care of her? I was surprised how definitive she was about staying in WWE. I think you all should read the quote again because this is something I had to get on one of our own writers about. She said she would retire in WWE. She didn't say she was going to stay in WWE. She was very particular, and she's a very smart woman. She is one of the most brilliant people in wrestling, and she's very, very smart about her wording too. Will retire in WWE." You know I think of many? all the, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I, I think of all the agents that are coming due with all due respect to all of them. I think she's the one that I would try the hardest to uh, retain. Exactly. Yeah, I would, I would do that. And how many, I'm not saying this will be the situation, not saying this will be the situation, but uh, how many athletes do you see that go spend their careers elsewhere and they come back for one final year or sign a one day contract to retire with WWE? I think Chris Jericho will come back to WWE after his deal and do like a day with WWE or something like that. So, you think Brian Danielson's going to want one more mania? Probably. Probably. So? Yeah. But uh, Jimmy, after this break, we are going to be talking about WBD, WBD or WW. I- I'm tired of all the acronyms. I'm tired of it. I don't like them, but listen, NordVPN is going to make sure that wherever these shows land, you're going to be covered. There is no product that we have promoted more on Fightful that I use while I'm awake than NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You guys have probably seen me anchored to my desk an awful lot for quite a while, and I've always got NordVPN on all my devices. That's because that's what NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows. You get the fastest VPN in the world on all your devices, on all your operating systems. It is so beneficial to have that versatility. Here at home, I put it on my router just in case, and I put it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, and smart TV. That allows you to get all the benefits. The online threat protection, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, the ability to use that NordPass password manager, the file encryption tool, all that good stuff on everything. Also, you can subscribe to all those overseas services I'm telling you all about, all with 24-7 tech support and a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already amazing deal. Protect yourself on all your devices with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Uh, Guys, check it out, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. So happy to continue working with them into 2024. A quick plug, today on FightfulSelect.com, we got a bunch of stuff over the next two days. QT Marshall AEW update. We have an update on the Ilya Dragunov situation. We have the list goes on immediately following this show. But on Thursday, we're doing a different type of Q&A. Because there, you know, there there aren't uh, WWE new WWE shows this Friday. There's a tape show, and then uh, obviously Raw is going to be preempted Monday. So I asked you all to name some wrestlers, some people in media that I've had some experiences with, and I tell you guys some interesting stories about them. We've got that set up for Fightful Select this week. We also have a bunch of interviews prepared. We're still going to have scoops over Christmas, Christmas Eve, but on Christmas Eve. The Fightful Award nominations start. We are opening those up to our subscribers as well. Just $5 a month, $54 a year. And then in early January, 
We're going to do a uh, the Fightful Awards voting. I'm very excited about that. We've consolidated numerous categories. We've added, I think, one or two others, like very fun ones, like uh, Wrestling Photo of the Year, I think is a very cool one that has, has never been done before. But uh, we've consolidated some of them like into Indie Act of the Year and Talent Media of the Year and uh, a lot of cool stuff. We were very fortunate that just so many winners last year were, were proud to show off their awards from Cody Rhodes, Jade Cargill, Chelsea Green, MJF, the Briscoes, uh, FTR. Tony Khan did an acceptance speech. Jimmy, you think Will Washington's going to return to Fightful to do an acceptance speech? Oh, 100% he would. If he wins anything, yes. absolutely. Absolutely he would. Well, guys, get your Super Chats. Get your Humper Chats in because uh, the, the big thing to talk about on this show is WBD, WWE, and AEW. Uh, we've got Tony P saying, in your opinion, if WBD picks up AEW, but exclude a deal for ROH that allows TK to shop ROH around, who do you think would pick it up? FX, if a WWE deal isn't done, different streaming service, Honor Club, uh, or, or something else. And Tony also says, what sort of influence can Endeavor streaming have on TNA with their TV deal, WWE talent share? So no. uh, I asked these ahead because there's so much to talk about here. Mm -hmm. there's oh, there's a TNA lot. TNA Endeavor thing. There's yeah. WWE, the Raw deal. There's mm -hmm. AEW, that situation, and WBD. We will be addressing all of those. Uh, let, let's talk about it, Jimmy. What do you got? So this might be the story of 2024 in pro wrestling. And depending on where it goes, it could be really, really good for the wrestling business or it could be really, really bad for the wrestling business. And I'll be honest with you, when, when, when news first broke, so it was first Dave Meltzer, he posted the cryptic tweet on December 12th. And he said, uh, things change greatly with raw negotiations and CM Punk is a huge part of the selling point. And the PW Insider, I believe, followed that up and said that uh, WWE executives... Uh, Triple H, Nick Khan, and Mark Shapiro, who's the COO of TKO, met with Warner Brothers Discovery in New York. And I think David Zasloff was there. And he's the big boss. He's the CEO of, uh, of uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. When that came out, I was very surprised because I thought Warner Brothers Discovery, I thought talks were dead. Like I thought that they were not in the running in part because of rumors of an of a, uh, ownership stake in AEW. And when word broke that there was a meeting, I was a little concerned for AEW because Warner Brothers is not going to have two wrestling properties. They're not. And so um, they, there are some scenarios where I think they could. If they do, it'll be bad for AEW. There, there, there's no scenario I, in which I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Explain. Uh, if you have the mo one of the most watched show wrestling shows, period, on your Monday pro on your Monday slate. And wrestling is also on that same group of networks elsewhere. I think there is some natural integration there. In fact, I was told, well, you know, there, there would probably be more commercials for UFC on PFL and vice versa if Dana White just didn't adamantly hate PFL. Uh, this is just a... Uh, there's a lot here, and I think the first domino to fall, the biggest domino to fall, are NBA TV rights. Yes. Because... WBD wants them. Obviously, it's the, it's the cornerstone of their sports. USA Network wants them, and regard uh, dependent on who gets them, 
that will open up a lot of budget. There are people that are saying, oh, well, WBD couldn't afford WWE and AEW. Yes, if they didn't get the NBA, they absolutely could. Oh, yeah. However, David Zasloff was the person that said, we're not going to overpay for anything. I had also been told by people that they don't think that anybody really wants to do a deal in this environment right now because there, there's not as much money as there should be. And that was also a point that got brought up to me about the the rumors of WBD and WWE because there were some people that were saying, oh, well, they'd be pretty expensive for WBD, but maybe WWE would take less money to stick it to AEW. Well, like AEW ain't going to get a deal. And also people close to WBD were telling me like, how could WWE resolve that to their shareholders after their stock already take a, took a hit? Would never happen. Smackdown rights. Exactly. Exactly. Because of the, the hit that the, the, the stock took after the SmackDown rights. Their stock is down since they merged with the UFC. Yeah. Like, yeah. think about those properties coming together, and it's it's worth less on the stock market right now. That's that's. I mean, there's, there's reasons why, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. You, can, you can lay those out. Around about the WBD and WDB meeting, I was told, of course they're meeting. They're international business partners. I saw people saying, well, now WBD knows that WDB exists. Here's, here's a big shocker. They competed with WWE two and a half decades ago pretty fiercely. It was, it was a thing. But now TNT broadcasts WWE overseas. They are already business partners. That is already a thing. Yeah, there's it goes a lot deeper than that. And and you know, I've I've talked about corporate politics a lot, right? And and about backroom shit and all that kind of stuff. So I'll get to it later, but there's a connection between David Zasloff and Ari Emanuel. So it goes even beyond the TNT thing. And I think uh Ari Emanuel is the reason that this uh, meeting even took place. My first question for you, because there's as I like to quote you on this when you say there's a lot to unpack here. So that's like my Sean Ross Sap quote. Sure. My first question for you, or my first topic, has to do with CM Punk. So Meltzer alluded that CM Punk being back in WWE contributed to supposed interest from Warner Brothers Discovery. We know that Warner Brothers wanted Punk to be the centerpiece of collision. We know that. We know that when they were doing the upfronts, he was supposed to be a centerpiece of the upfronts until they pulled him last minute. We know that Punk obviously got fired by EW. He signed I mean, with WWE. He might, he might have pulled himself, too. Okay, I, I, okay. Remains to be seen. Right. So we know that he got fired from AEW. We know he signed with WWE. And we know that the impact so far there's been immediate results, like positive results. The, the, the quarter hour ratings when he's on, the television numbers spike. His merchandise is selling. His ticket sales, when he's advertised for a show, ticket sales spike. The social media views for his segments. His YouTube for his return just beat The Rock's uh, YouTube from his SmackDown return in terms of viewership. So they've seen an immediate result. Now, here's where things start to get interesting, and here's where I want your opinion. They just announced the Punk's going to do two house shows. Over the holiday yep. season, he's going to do December 26th at Madison Square Garden in New York, and he's going to do December 30 at the Kia Forum in L.A., both against Dominic Mysterio, who I think was handpicked because he's going to generate a hell of a response for CM Punk. Now, here's where this is interesting. It just so happens that Warner Brothers Discovery has an office in New York, and they got another office in L.A., and it just so happens the punk got assigned to the raw brand, which is the brand that is trying to renegotiate rights. Have you heard anything about CM Punk working those shows in those towns having anything to do with rights negotiations? 
Not specifically, but it wouldn't surprise me. Now I can, I, I know that it was kind of minimized and stuff, but there were people close to punk that they had heard an awful lot of things about a lot of, a lot of aspects of the deal and it possibly even being done. WBD denied any deal being done to me. Of course. Like that. They, sure. Yeah. And WWE also who I can tell you behind the scenes, love raining on AEW's parade. Also one called it fa fan fiction to me. Fan fiction is what they said. Now, that being said, they were kept out of the loop about a lot of the CM Punk stuff in general. I was told by somebody at Warner Brothers Discovery that no one wrestler will be responsible for a deal happening. If, if a deal happens, it won't be because of one person. But again, I don't know what that relationship with Zaslav and CM Punk is like, or if it continued or anything like that, or if, if he reignited talks. But I can tell you that people close to him think that Maybe a deal can can happen, but I've been given no real indication that a deal is happening. I would not be surprised if one of two things happen. If WWE Raw is going somewhere else, I could see a deal being announced, you know, within a couple weeks or something like that. But if it goes to WBD, I don't think it will be announced until well into the year. And I don't think that, a, that an AEW deal would be announced until then either. And I know there are some things on the table as Alyssa says now WBD knows WWE exists. I I know that there are some things that have already been on the table between WBD and AEW that would have had a long-term partnership remain in some capacity. All right. So um, I want to get deep into the AEW side. So Eric Bischoff, mm -hmm. he's someone that you and I have talked about. He's somebody I have, I have a lot of respect for. And he does a weekly podcast with our friend John Alba called Strictly Business. And on the yeah. latest episode, they tackled this topic. And Eric, I thought, made a lot of good points. I don't agree with his prediction, but he made a lot of good points. And I want to talk about it because there's a lot of misinformation and people don't understand necessarily how everything works, you know, in this world. Yeah. So number one, a lot of people said, well, why wouldn't Warner Brothers re-sign AEW when Dynamite is oftentimes number one on Wednesday nights in the key demo? I've talked about this before. I think it comes down to price. I think it comes down to what is AEW's ask going to be and what is Warner Brothers' perceived value of AEW going to be. And one thing that Bischoff talked about was ad sales. And he knows a hell of a lot more about TV than I do and, and has much more experience. And he's probably got connections and he's probably heard stuff I haven't heard. But he talked about ad sales. He said, whether you get good ratings or not, if the ad buyers aren't interested, it doesn't matter. And he said that WWE is infinitely more commercially viable than AEW because of the AEW product, the blood and the language and the internet smart content. Uh, and plus WWE, obviously they've got the recognized brand that AEW doesn't have. To add to that, WWE SmackDown just left Fox and Lachlan Murdoch, who's the CEO of Fox, he said on an earnings call that SmackDown wasn't hitting the ad numbers to make the return on that investment be above where they wanted it to be. And you got to remember, SmackDown was oftentimes number one on Friday on all of television in the key demo. And so the first question, for, the first thing for people saying, well, Dynamite is oftentimes number one on Wednesday. So of course they'll resign. Fox didn't resign SmackDown. So price is going to be the first thing that they're going to have to figure out. Um, I want to ask you a question related to the commercially viable thing. And I want to get your sure. opinion. This popped into my head the other day. So you know how over the last several months, the AEW product had started to change to the point mm -hmm. that the, the core fan base was saying that they were losing their identity. 
They were doing more promo segments. They were doing more angles. They were doing a bit less wrestling. Ratings were dropping and live houses were dropping. And there was this noticeable downward trend, right? Do you yeah. think, do you think that that was done intentionally because Tony Khan knew that Warner Brothers is having an issue selling the show because he knows a lot more than we do. So do you think that he intentionally thought I have to make a shift with the content because Warner Brothers is struggling to sell the show? And and do you think that had anything to do with it at all? I don't necessarily. I think it's a reflection of their audience. And Cool Kyler actually says, or actually New Lack City says, happy holidays. Wanted to say I look forward to all your streams. You guys are the best wrestling outlet. Uh, Jimmy, AEW ticket sales have slowly been improving. What has been the difference? So you mentioned how things had changed there. They they just trademarked a new thing that's like get the feeling, which is a reference to restore the feeling, right? Yeah. I think maybe that's a hint like, okay, we realize what we got to do again. Like obviously they're going to have some elements of sports entertainment. It's always going to happen. But I think that they also realize, especially with Continental Classic and stuff like that, they need to go back to their core. It's okay to sell a, a, a wrestling show to your core audience. That's who's paying for your show. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that it was a a, a thing like that. Um, I, I mean, the one the, thing like that. The one thing you got to understand in this world, like I've I've dealt with uh, partners, clients a lot, and yeah. the more business that you do, the more you talk to them. When things sure. are going really well, you hear from them less. When things aren't going quite as well, you hear from them all the time. Yeah. And so I question if maybe the ad revenue was a bit of a problem and they're getting on Tony a bit. And if he shifted the content as a result, I don't know. This is, this is just me spitballing, but it's something that Bischoff brought up. The next thing I want to talk about is uh, the minority stake thing about the rumors okay. that Warner Brothers has a minority stake. And, and a lot of a lot of people claim that. So I, I before you get to that, there's a lot of people that claim that they've heard that, they know that. And uh, Orlando Orego says, any word on if AEW is checking in other networks, hopefully they are in case. I don't know if they're even able to yet. I don't know what the terms of their deal is uh, about doing that. But the rumor is that they have that. Now, years ago, Jimmy, it was reported that Spike wanted that with, TNA and that Dixie said no, which if true, one of the all time worst decisions in wrestling, as it turned out negotiating, but yeah, because they, they, she should have absolutely given hundred percent a piece of the company to them. Oh, a piece of the company. You're talking about a piece of the company. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, in, in this case, one thing that Eric Bischoff said, and, and he's not wrong. He said, even if Warner brothers has a stake in AEW, in television, if you're not growing, you're dying. And he said, if the financials are as ugly as he thinks they are, Warner Brothers would eat that investment and move on. I don't disagree with that because you know this. I've invested in businesses that didn't work out and I would just let them go and eat the investment cost. Mm -hmm. So I don't disagree with that. One other added wrinkle to this is when AEW signed in 2019, when they signed the first deal, they signed it with Warner Media. They didn't sign it with Warner Brothers Discovery. David Zasloff, who's the CEO, he had nothing to do with that. He inherited that deal yeah. because he became the CEO in 2021. And so it's almost like the AOL Time Warner WCW thing where Time Warner had WCW. They did the merger with AOL. AOL didn't have the relationship or, you know, they inherited they have the picked WCW. Up options, though. They have picked up options on AEW under Zaslav. Sure. And I'm not and I'm not suggesting that this means that they're not going to resign. 
I'm just saying that this is something people have to keep in mind because I see videos online, fan videos, and a lot of them say, well, they're going to resign because they have a stake. And that's just not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily the case. Um, now, all of that being said, though, there's a key difference between what happened with Fox and SmackDown and where AEW is with Warner Brothers Discovery. And this is something, with all respect to Eric Bischoff, this is something that he missed. The ad model is shifting. It's going more towards streaming and digital, and it has been. And when I say digital, I mean websites and social media and YouTube and all of that. Fox had no option to try to make their investment more viable because there was no way they could sweeten the deal. They couldn't get the streaming because Peacock had it. They couldn't get Raw because USA had it. They couldn't get Next Day Rights because Hulu had it. In the case of AEW, they've got all their eggs in the Warner Brothers basket. And that's not necessarily a good thing, and I'll get to that later. But Warner Brothers, number one, they got a streaming service called Max. They have an ad-supported tier, and they have a paid subscriber tier. They need content in order to try to get subscribers and sell advertising. AEW can offer them not just 52 weeks a year of, of live TV. They can offer them streaming rights. And David Zasloff, something people a lot of people might not know, last year David Zasloff actually shrunk the Max content library. Did you know this? I didn't he know cut, this. He cut a lot of the content for Max. And you know why he did it? To license it elsewhere, probably. He didn't want to pay residuals on the content. Ah, okay. If they do a deal well, with AEW, it's very listen, possible. He, he was very controversial during the strike. If you remembered, he was rumored to be a name that said some pretty, pretty crazy things uh, through, throughout that process. It would make sense, right? If they do a streaming deal with AEW, they can probably do it on a flat rate. Probably sure. minimal to no residuals. Uh, and they could probably even throw in live pay-per-view. And so Fox SmackDown, AEW, Warner Brothers, like it's not apples to apples. Just because Fox couldn't, you know, make the money back on their investment in terms of ads, Warner Brothers has more that they can do. Now, there's another layer to this uh, when it comes to AEW financials. Before I jump into that, do you have anything you want to add to what I've said so far? Yes. <laughs> When I'm traveling, the thing I miss the most is my bed. That's because I've got a Helix Sleep mattress. I worked with Helix Sleep before it ever became helixsleep.com slash Fightful. During the pandemic, I needed a new mattress. My back was hurting. I was sleeping on a slab of memory foam. It was not working for me, but I didn't want to go to a mattress store. I wouldn't have wanted to even if it was the pandemic at the time. But I looked up and found helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And I found a ton of five-star reviews. I found a ton of benefits. There are so many different options. There are options for, for people who sleep too warm, people that want their spine aligned, people who want just anything. And how, how, do, you, how do you find what you need from helixsleep.com slash Fightful? You take an online questionnaire, and when you fill it out, they will find your preferences and match you up to the mattress that works for you. I got the Dusk Lux model. And right now, you can get 25% off any purchase for a limited time using the code FIGHTFUL. And you get two free dream pillows. I've had a lot of neck issues, and helixsleep.com slash FIGHTFUL has really helped me out in this regard. It's been put over by Wired, GQ, Good Housekeeping, all kinds of people. Most importantly, FIGHTFUL. But they have over 30,000 five-star reviews. They have great flexible financing plans and it comes straight to your door. If you don't like it, after 100 nights, they'll just come get it for you. What do you have to lose? Invest in your sleep. HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. 
We have a bunch of super we have a bunch of super chats to get to. Vin says, This is a great insight. Thanks. This is where I think this show uh thrives, Vin. Uh greatest of all time says with the TNA streaming deal coming, will they not be on TV anymore? How do they compete with AEW WWE? They don't compete with WWE and AEW. They do what they can, and uh, the streaming deal is largely for their pay-per-views. And that is, I think, important to have library and pay-per-views available at a much more affordable price. Uh, ROH jumped into that and put their stuff on Honor Club, which is very, very smart. You cannot ask people to pay 40 bucks for ROH pay-per-views. Do you think FX is still the front-runner for Raw? I feel like that'd be the best fit as a partner replacing Fox in terms of getting WWE named on other sports. I think at this very moment, they're the front runner, but as John Wick says, more likely raw goes to NBC or stay on USA. If universal does not get the NBA TV rights, I think that their budget opens up and all of a sudden they might be like, you know what? We're very familiar with pro wrestling. We can just put this here. So I, I'm I'm going to talk more about the NWA later, but or NBA later. But uh, damn, why? Yeah, there, there's going to be multiple uh, suitors for the NBA, and yes. the reason is so. Uh, right now, there's mainly the two Disney and Warner Brothers, and the games air nationally on ABC, ESPN, and uh, the Warner Brothers stations. Both of those outlets have already said that they want to cut down on the number of games they show on the next deal because the NBA wants a massive increase on their rights. That means yeah. that the NBA is going to bring on at least a third partner, a third television yeah. partner. So even if Warner Brothers resigns them, even if Disney resigns them, USA could still get in. And so there's a chance that all three will be in there. And, and not only that, not only do the, the TV rights themselves get affected, but the people you see, the Shaq, Kenny, uh, Charles Barkley, the talent increase for these networks is going to jump up as well. Stephen A. Smith, any number of these people, I don't know their contract situations, but when you have a familiarity and you want to retain like a Mike Wilbon or something, you're going to be paying a lot more money to keep TNT or ESPN or that third business partner from poaching one of them to you know, bring people over. I only watch games on TNT because of Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, and, uh, and, and that team. You know something that shocked me yesterday? Like, I'm talking shocked me. Do you know who Guy Fieri is? I do, yeah. Guy Fieri is a guy on the Food Network. Can you believe he just signed a three-year, $100 million contract with the Food Network? A three-year, $100 million. I was freaking floored when I heard that. So there is money in TV for the right, uh, for the right name. So you're right. Like, those, those basketball guys are going to get paid for sure. Yeah, yeah, cute, cute. Do you see the Shohei Otani deal where he's only accepting like $2 million a year for a while? And yeah, you know, he's getting... you know why that is? Well, yeah, the competitive uh, balance tax there. That's that's why. That's one reason. He makes over $50 million a year off the field. That's also so he's like, fair. Bring but it also, on. also, yeah, I, I don't, I wonder how taxes work there as well for that, for the deferred money. Like, say he relocates to Florida or somewhere without state income tax or something like that yep. after he retires. Yep. Interesting. Your Maybe tax, your, work. your tax, your tax as you generate the money. So yeah, hundred percent. Got to work some deferred money in. That's what I need. Jake says, is it uh, <laughs> crazy to think that because of AEW's content, they might actually do better with Amazon or something else like that, which would embrace it. So Amazon is a very, very interesting option, Jimmy, because 
when Amazon looks to bring something on, they've got ads as well. So they're selling ad space for the NFL. But Amazon is such a gargantuan just thing that when you bring on a property like the NFL or WWE or AEW, you're not just paying to get those rights. You're paying, hoping that that specific audience doesn't already have Amazon Prime, which is you know a service that so many people use. But what they're trying to do is target NFL fans. Okay, NFL fans, do you want to watch these Thursday games? Get Amazon Prime. Then when you get Amazon Prime, you're like, you know what? I got this free shipping. I need to order these items. Well, when you go to order those items, there's a pretty damn good chance that Amazon themselves produced those items in oh, yeah. their factories. So, I mean, it is a thing where with Amazon, it's a much different business model than a whole lot of other places. Like when I mentioned the, the possibility of Disney buying WWE, well, if they bought WWE, they could have put WWE Raw, SmackDown, NXT on any variety of their networks, shown it on any variety of their networks, then put all the pay-per-views on Disney+, Plus, put all the library on there. I felt like there were a lot of monetization options. With Amazon Prime, it is something that they've, they've got a team of people that will assess that. And if they feel like, you know what, wrestling fans, by and large, don't subscribe to to prime and would because of this then that's when they would probably make an offer like that yeah the, the challenge with amazon is that most of their prime members don't watch the actual prime television sure and so uh, th that's what they're always trying to find a way because they want to keep them engaged i want to talk aew numbers because to me again not to beat a dead horse but it's going to come down to what AEW is willing to take i think on a price so yeah. Brandon, Brandon Thurston of wrestlenomics he did a financial estimate for 2023 of aew did you see this these, these estimates that I have not seen it yet. So he calculated that AEW, and this is all, you know, obviously AEW is a, a private company. This is not public. This is just what he kind of calculated based on what he knows. He said that AEW generated 154 million in revenue for 2023 with 188 million in costs for a net loss of 34 million. He said that AEW is not a sustainable business unless it gets a sufficient media deal from Warner Brothers, which I don't think is much different than WWE, really. If WWE didn't get rights for on SmackDown, where would they be? It's similar. Um, now, here's the thing. Brandon estimates that AEW is going to need at least $140 million a year on a new deal. And he's talking, I think, presumably television. So like Dynamite and Collision and Rampage. Only Warner Brothers knows uh, how they're doing with the ad revenue, because that's not public. So I don't know how they're doing in terms of selling AEW content. Would AEW consider, I should say, would Warner Brothers, would they consider paying $150 million a year for Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, and streaming? Would they consider that to be worthwhile? And if AEW says, we'll throw in pay-per-view too. So Brandon said that they generated $19.5 million over 2023 uh, over eight shows. So that's, uh, what, over $2 million a show that AEW generated yes. in revenue. Would AEW be willing to throw them 12 pay-per-views a year for an additional 20 million a year? So now AEW's getting 170 million a year all in. I mean, they they already wanted the the schedule increased and they got that. So I think that it is a negotiating chip for AEW, and they're probably looking at it and saying, Well, if you want more, pay us for more. Um, and that this is a thing I feel like we have to bring up every time because you know there are people that say Oh, well, they lost so-and-so millions a year or whatever. 
listen, again, they are a privately owned company. They deem what they consider a success. If Tony Khan wants to blow any certain amount of money he wants and consider it a success, well, guess what? It is for him. If he wants to make any particular amount of money and deem what they consider that success threshold, that's the benefit of the private ownership. WWE has to answer to uh, stockholders, and they have to answer to reflecting their best interests in a manner in which AEW and Tony Khan do not have to do. Uh, so I, to me, I, I, this is why I want to interview Tony Khan ahead of world's end or anything is this is one of the most fascinating things that we have seen. It's AEW's first big renewal and the thought process that goes into that. And I know he can't or won't reveal all of that, but I think it's very interesting because what they have done is they have shown we will do reality shows. We will do one-hour shows, two-hour shows. We can lump them all together in three-hour blocks. We'll do specials. We'll do pay-per-views. We've got this library. We've got a completely different company, too. They have a lot of options right now. I would imagine the way that he prefers it is to streamline it all in one. Because I've said this before, I think there was always an appetite for another wrestling show. I don't know if there was an appetite for another wrestling universe. And he does have a wrestling universe right now between the partnerships that he's created and the content that he has developed. Well, this brings me actually to my next point, which is related to what you're talking about. So Tony Khan uh, did a media scrum after final battle last weekend. And one thing that he talked about, because people brought up to him the whole Warner Brothers Discovery WWE thing and all of that. One thing he talked about is he said, it's worth the fight. And what he meant was being uh, a promoter of a secondary wrestling company. He said yeah. it's worth the fight, and he said he's never going to stop the fight. But here's the question that I'll ask you. Let's say that AEW's next television deal that Warner Brothers offers them is not what he's hoping for, right? Let's say he's hoping for – you remember the whole one Bill Phil thing? Yeah. Let's say he's hoping for 200 times five to get him to a billion. Let's say Warner Brothers says, I'll pay you one and a quarter because we're not, we're not selling ad revenue enough. I'll pay you one and a quarter. Do you think, given that, number one, Tony's a lifelong wrestling fan, number two, he's got the backing of a multi-billionaire father, do you think that he would be okay to continue losing seven or eight figures a year in order to bet on himself and keep going? Uh, because, again, I think it's going to come down to price. It's going to come down to what's he, what's, what does he want and what is Warner Brothers willing to pay? So do you think if he was in a situation where the new deal is not what he'd hoped for, he would bet on himself, take the deal, and uh, continue losing money. And I mean, well, I don't know if that'd be losing money because they're getting like, what are they getting per year now? It's like 40, 50 range? Uh, yeah, I don't know the all-in. Brandon had it. I just know that they did 154 in total revenue. Uh, but that included everything. That sure. Was but I think the, the the again, reported number was like that it got extended from uh i think they end up making like 60 to 70 if they get 125 i think they'll be profitable like i think uh brandon says they need 140 he said they need 140, 140 okay yeah i trust i trust his analysis there well then at that point <laughs> you you look at a lot of the, the streamlining methods and i i do think you probably take that and you can create new revenue streams that way but uh, that's tough. I, I don't think they would take that. No, I think that it, I think they would get, I think they would require like 150 a year at least. Personally. Yeah, I don't know. It's, that's it's just a hunch. Yep. Yep. It's, it's going to be an interesting thing. Okay. Well, I, I talked about earlier how AEW having all the rigs in the Warner Brothers baskets, not necessarily the greatest thing. 
And yeah. I want to talk about that. So uh, back to Eric Bischoff, he has a saying, he likes to say opportunities are a gift. And yeah. Eric believes that Tony Khan squandered an opportunity by not locking down Warner Brothers a year ago and letting things get to where they are now. I'm, I don't not, know if that was an option. Well, that's just it. And I, I was just going to say, like, I don't know how negotiations have been. I don't know mm. what they've discussed, so I can't comment on that. However, I know, yeah, a lot of people want us to be Miss Cleo here and know everything yes. that, that happens. And uh, here, here's a little spoiler. She lied. <laughs> yeah, she was that's fake. Yeah. yeah, she was fake. Yeah. So uh, Michael So Dope says, do you see Warner telling Tony to sign a star like Mercedes Monet to get the big deal? You know what I would do if I were Tony Khan? I would say, all right, you give me X amount of money like Spike TV did for Sting. And I will give me pay for pay yeah. for because that is not an uncommon thing whatsoever. It is yep. it is a completely normal thing in pro wrestling to do that. You want to pay for the star? Pay for the damn star. We'll go get her. Well, even though I, I don't think that it was necessarily an opportunity lost, not locking in Warner Brothers, because I don't know what kind of negotiations Tony's had with them. So it's not fair to comment. There have been two big missteps in terms of business. The first was Ring of Honor. Because Tony has been public about this. Warner Brothers passed on Ring of Honor. So the CW was interested in Ring of Honor. Tony, out of allegiance to Warner Brothers, didn't sign with the, the CW. And then WWE swooped in and took the CW for NXT. And so Tony put himself in a position now where he's more reliant on Warner Brothers. Because you're probably going to disagree with me, but, but this is just business. There's no value in Ring of Honor right now. Like, like, in, like in terms of, I, I, terms as of right now, I don't disagree with that. I yeah. think it would be, I think right now it would be added value. I think it yes. would be added value for them. Um, and before ROH became property of, of AEW, it was very interesting the way that things operated because they were owned by Sinclair Broadcast Network. Right. So Sinclair Broadcast Network was interested in growing the brand and they had a very unique approach. They would obviously put it on all of their networks, but also they provided ROH the ability to do something that no other program did. They said, well, we own the company, therefore we own the website. We're just going to put it up on our website because right. we are the ones broadcasting it. We don't have an issue with it. So they would also put it on their website. So they would market it terribly because nobody knew that it was on their website for free. But literally, everybody had the ability to watch ROH TV. That isn't the case anymore. It's behind a paywall. So I think it is added value for a bundle right now. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to give him flat money for Ring of Honor. And, and yeah. if I could tell Tony Khan anything when I see him do these scrums, he's always talking about Ring of Honor and AEW. And, oh, we can bundle in Ring of Honor. I would love to tell him, stop talking about Ring of Honor. Because the television distributors don't give a shit about Ring of Honor. What you got to do is you have to offer it as a freebie, kind of like what you're talking about. Offer it as a freebie, and it might only be Maybe a streaming-only exclusive. That, that might be what he's doing, though. Like that, that could be That could be him reminding people. Uh, we Maybe. do have some super chats, humper chats we got to get to before we head over to the list goes on shortly uh, on Fightful Select. Apollo Crews is a wonderful guy. Why the long absence? Just a creative thing. He's been on main event a couple of times, but... Uh, he's well-liked there, but they they have just booked him terribly. KE775 says, I know you mentioned WDB were going to be aggressive with free agents after the new year. Well, I said that they're going to resume talks with some free agents after the new year. I had heard that they, I don't know if they didn't want to right now, but have I heard any names? 
I've heard of one name and it'll be on Fightful Select, but I want to clarify that uh, because I, I haven't nailed this down. You got to give me a couple days before I can get that on the record that they're definitely talking to this person or planning to talk to this person, not to undermine your super chat or anything, but I got to get some, some eyes dotted T's crossed and, and the like, but yes, I have heard of a couple of people that they're planning on talking to. Uh, cool. Kyler says behind, but I got to disagree. TK has been featuring women a lot more lately and it started in ROH and carried over to AEW the last few weeks. SRS, you're right. He shouldn't get a pat on the back, but it should be pointed out. I'm okay with it, it being pointed out. And KE775, do not apologize. There ain't nothing wrong with you asking that question at all. Not not a single one. It says, super chat that breaking news. Buddy, I cannot report <laughs> something that I don't have on the record. That's the point. Uh, KE775 sends a lot of super chats to us. He understands. Now he's saying, my bad, Sean. Stop apologizing, KE775. What are you doing? <laughs> but yes, uh, th there is one that I know of. And I'll say this, no, not Julia. However, the the women's booking comment, it's okay if he's if he's booking women better on collision or ROH, but we can get two women's matches on dynamite. It's fine to do. It's fine to do. And Randy says, for AEW, what is the proper balance between showcasing pro wrestling and real sports feel their core base is attracted to and the sports entertainment aspects we're used to from WWE? When I hear, Jimmy, somebody say wins and losses don't matter, I say it's the only thing that matters. It is the point of all of this. It is what motivates the wrestlers to make money, to uh, win titles. It is what, what all of that is based on. I all mean, we've... On. we've seen time and time again how talent gets over based on that i mean how many times have we talked about the ryback thing where he was on a winning streak gets a title shot with punk and they actually pop the buy rate you know what yeah. i mean so so it's a it is definitely an important thing um i want to ask you another question you know how i said earlier about how do you think that tony knows more about well obviously he does no more but do you think that he was sold by warner brothers discovery about ad revenue and that's why he changed the product i want to ask you a similar question I'm wondering if Tony knows about the future of Rampage or Collision, uh, and maybe they're not in Warner Brothers Discovery's plans. And I'm going to tell you why I'm asking that. So last Friday night, they had Rampage like they always do on TNT, right? Yeah. At the same time, they booked the Ring of Honor Final Battle pay-per-view head-to-head. And so they basically booked the pay-per-view on Honor Club, which Warner Brothers has nothing to do with, head-to-head -head against their own show against their television partner. And yeah. on this, on the surface, that sounds ludicrous. Like that, that would be like NXT having a pay-per-view Friday night against SmackDown. But I'm wondering if that was done because maybe Tony, because Rampage, obviously let, let's be frank. Rampage has not done well. Collision has not done well. If Warner brothers is having trouble selling uh, AEW, I bet they're really having trouble selling those two shows. Do you think maybe Tony knows that, you know, Rampage th there's problems with it. And so he cared less about booking the pay-per-view against it. Or do you think it was just somehow coincidence? Cause why would you book the entity that you don't I think have? If he could avoid on? it, I think if he could have avoided it, he would have, uh, I think that first off, you don't know how a lot of the NFL schedule is going to work as well. Cause they could flex games to Saturday. 
and and things like that because a lot of the the NFL schedule was TBD for a couple of weeks through here, and I think his was one of them. So I don't know if uh, that that was something that played a factor. But Jimmy, we got some pretty big news that just broke. What's up? Xavier says they meant the Warner and Paramount news that just dropped, and Broadway Joe says news just broke that Warner and Paramount had a meeting about a merger. Oh, interesting. How could that impact things? Well, it could impact things significantly. Uh, Paramount is another company that is very, very aware um, of how wrestling works, how MMA works, how a lot of that works, Jimmy. That would be that would be big. You know, it's you know, it's funny, Sean, is years ago, there were all these predictions that eventually all the world's going to have is Google, Apple and Amazon because everything's going to merge. And it sure as hell sounds like that's where we're headed. But uh, I haven't heard anything about it, and I'll, I'll reserve my judgment, I guess, until I'm able to read about it. But uh, if there is a merger, I mean, obviously, that's going to lead to cost cuts. But at the same time, content is king. You know what I mean? Like, they, they need content to compete. And so I don't know how it will necessarily affect things, but I'll wait. And not only that, if they do merge, it's going to be a long time before it's completed. Yeah. It's not like it's completed tomorrow. So uh, new deals for WWE for sure, and probably for AW would probably be known before then. I think, but yeah, uh, interesting. So it's interesting. Uh, Crazy one hundred one says, "Could Tony buy the Lucha Underground TNA tape library?" I think the Lucha Underground library would be very ben- beneficial for him. TNA, if you that that would go with the company, you would just buy the company because right. the tape library is one of the most valuable things they have. Here's a bit of news that I broke on Monday, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I reached out to Era Lucha about personally buying their tape library. <laughs> How many tapes did they do? A couple. Denise was okay. on one of them. I knew that. Yeah, I yeah. knew that. Yeah. But there was actual good stuff. And I always got a response from Era Lucha when I would email them back uh-huh. because we sarcastically invested in them years ago. Right. Yep. I did it for the mask and the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And for the banter, for the banter. Yeah, That's what we banter. did it as a podcast bit. And I got to yeah. say, so far, it's paid off. So far, we have gotten more Aralucha content than any other site. But I looked at a lot of the matches that were there, and I, you know, one of our writers went to those tapings, and they were good. But they announced like last year that they would just be doing an animated thing. Yes, I like, heard. Right. They, is that going forward? Probably not. Okay, probably yeah, yeah. not. Right. Yep. But. This footage is five or six years old now, but they got like James Storm, Sammy Guevara, Hurricane Penta, Rey Mysterio, John Hennigan, like Thunder Rosa, Ricky Starks. There's some good talent on these. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, listen, if they're not going to use it, I'll see if they would sell it. And maybe for almost nothing, maybe for something, maybe we release like a match a week on behind the paywall or something like that. But I was like, you know what? Th- there are some good matches there that I think should be seen. And I think it's pretty clear that after six or seven years, they're not going to be anywhere. So at least make a little bit of money off of it. I think you would have been better off. Not, I think you would have been better off not just saying that publicly. Cause now I don't give a shit. This, anybody listening to this might be like, I'm going to go in and out bid Sean. But I, there was no bid. I reached no, out I to them. They didn't, they didn't reach back out to me. Right. But I was like, you know what? Maybe this could be fun. It could be a select edition. I'm always looking to give people more for a very low price that they already pay to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's but, too busy yeah. selling CBD pills. Well, there you go. And I'm just sitting there like, man, there, there would be some cool stuff. Uh, 
that that we could run as a result of that. Aralucha, Jason Brown, get back to me. Uh, yeah. Just don't quote me some crazy price because I'll tell you to take a walk. Yeah, he might. He might. I probably uh, would. I want to talk about. I want to talk Jimmy, about. Jimmy, we got a super chat, and we you know we're over chat. time. We're, we're over we're time, but I still it. got. I'm hitting every point because there's a lot of misinformation. Uh, okay. So I'm hitting every point on this show. But go ahead. Can you say the free agent is a man or a woman? <clears throat> yes, it's a woman. <laughs> oh, I uh, thought you were going to say yes and then just leave it at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Real question. When do you sleep when it comes to your reports? Uh, listen, I've got a pretty messed up sleep schedule as a result of the job, but uh, I know I'll sound like a shill, but sincerely, helixsleep.com slash fightful uh, has been a godsend for me. That has completely transformed my nights. But Jimmy, what 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 the hell else do you want? What else do you want? I'm hitting everything. So, well, the next thing is, why would Warner Brothers be interested in WWE? If, you know, if it is true that they're having trouble selling uh, AEW uh, ad, ad rights and they'd be paying a lot more for WWE and we heard that Fox said they couldn't, you know, make their money on SmackDown, why would Warner Brothers be willing to pay that price? And there's three reasons that I can think of why. The first one is the general belief is that Warner Brothers Discovery was one of the suitors that looked to buy WWE. And so there's familiarity there um, if they had already looked at the product. And obviously they, they would have been interested. That's, that's reason number one. Reason number two, cable is way more competitive than broadcast television. There are hundreds of stations that you're competing with on cable. And so that would give Warner Brothers uh, the opportunity to get eyeballs, uh, in a favorable demo, more commercially viable, like I said. That's the second reason. But here's the third reason that's very interesting, Sean. Remember I talked about corporate politics and all this shit? Yeah. So in 2021, when David Zasloff became the CEO of what is now Warner Brothers Discovery, a party was thrown for him in Beverly Hills. And all yeah. of the television, you know, a lot of the television executives were there and a lot of the entertainment executives were there. Who hosted that party? for David Zasloff in 2021. MJF. Ari Emanuel did. <laughs> Ari Emanuel, him and Zasloff are buddies. Uh, I even heard something recently and I don't know all the details, but there, there's a, a production executive that wanted to do an ad campaign that was anti-Hamas, which is the uh, uh, Palestinian uh, terrorist group. And mm -hmm. apparently it fell apart because David Zasloff and Ari Emanuel pulled the plug on their involvement. Hmm. apparently so there's a connection between those two guys and so uh that's why there would be interest somebody asked earlier about uh could warner brothers keep them both could they sign wwe and keep AEW? and i don't think that's going to happen and the reason i don't think it's going to happen is if wwe is on tnt or tbs they're not going to keep AEW on tnt or tbs they would relegate AEW uh, to like pfl and or... pfl and ufc are both on espn yeah, I get it, but I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think it's apples to apples. I think it's very similar. No, I mean, because I just signed away UFC's heavyweight champion. I understand, but I don't think it's similar because I, well, I don't know anything about the ad rates of the PFL. So, so it's hard for me to tell. I don't know how they're monetizing the PFL versus uh, AEW, but I don't think it's apples to apples. And, and the last thing AEW wants is to be relegated to a secondary network. Like that's just not going to be good for them. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that'll happen. But now let's get to our prediction. This is the end of my spiel. Oh, boy. What is your prediction? Where do you think WWE Raw ends up? 
and why? And for that matter, AEW. But where do you think Raw ends up and why? FX. I think they end up on FX. I think that is uh, it'd be a great step for WWE Raw as well. I think it's premium programming for FX. FX is one of the biggest net, uh, cable networks out there right now. I think that's where they end up. And I think AEW ends up back on WBD. So I think the same thing. Uh, and for me, part of it is because of the NBA rights. So uh, sure. I talked about this with you off the air. Right now, Warner Brothers Discovery, they have an exclusive negotiation window with the NBA until April. So until April, they have exclusive rights along with Disney to negotiate a new deal with the, with the NBA. The NBA is going to want an increase, even though they want to scale back on the number of games that they air. Warner Brothers does. They're going to want an increase. WWE, they're looking at upwards of $400 million a year on a new Raw deal. And people might hear that and think that's batshit crazy. Well, they're getting like 265 right now. SmackDown got a 40% bump. If you put 40 points on Raw, that's 370. So they're going to want upwards of 400 million. I don't see Warner Brothers, especially when they've been cutting costs since the merger, earmarking billions for the NBA and Raw. Uh, and Eric, one, one, one thing Eric Bischoff said in his, on his podcast is he said, well, the executives aren't going to sit there waiting. They're not going to sit there twiddling their thumbs uh, you know, hoping to get the NBA. If they can get raw, they're going to get raw. Maybe that's true. But I think unless Warner Brothers already knows, because they might already know about the NBA, unless yeah. they already know, unless they already know that they're out on the NBA, uh, I just don't see them sign them both. I don't see it. And AEW, I get the ad revenue thing. I get it. And And if you can't sell the show, you can't sell the show. I get it. But if you can get Dynamite, and maybe Raw and Collision don't survive a new deal, maybe. But if you can get Dynamite, if you can get streaming, if you can even add live pay-per-view to it, and you can get it for less than half what you'd have to pay Raw, I don't know why you wouldn't do that that deal. And so uh, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. So we'll see. Speaking of doing deals, guys, if you want to sponsor the upcoming Fightful Awards, that is available now. You can reach out to myself, Kate, or Fightful on Twitter. You can sponsor the show in, in total or individual categories. We have very flexible things there. Whether you want to promote your Twitter, uh, a brand, a company, anything like that, we got you covered. Uh, Doss says, actually, is reporting a possible merger of WBD and Paramount. Interesting timing, to say the least. They're reporting that there was a meeting right. to discuss it. Big difference. Um, Jimmy and I have had meetings or talks or inquiries about acquiring other properties doesn't mean it happened glassdoor gamer says thurston's report was missing tax write-offs and other fundamentals that as a cfa i couldn't get past any thoughts on that no because i'm not a cfa so uh i i, I am oh are you really I am. am i the, am i the chick-fil-a of fightful <laughs> uh that's cute that's cute i uh all i can do is kind of take brandon's numbers at face value and even before his report Remember, uh, like months ago, I told you I didn't think AEW was profitable, and mm -hmm. then uh, he basically backed it up. So I don't believe they are profitable. Whether it's whether they lost thirty-four sure. million or twenty-five million, whatever it was, they're not profitable yet. King Rezzy says, "Who do you think the big TNA signing will be?" Nobody that I've talked to there knows who it is. Now, I want to clarify something. A lot of people are claiming that Scott Demore said the biggest signing. He didn't say that. He said a big signing. So. That being said, I think that it could be, I think it could be like a Ziggler or a Mustafa Ali or something like that. Um, right. Maybe Ziggler. I could see Ziggler. Yeah, I could see Ziggler. Yeah. Does he have the rights to the name? No. Okay. No, he'd be Nick Nemeth. Yeah. 
Guys, FightfulSelect.com. Heading over there for the list goes on. I doubt Jimmy's going to be joining me because uh, we went to 417 here. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be doing... I'll, I'll do a quick Q&A over there for the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, join us over there. Jimmy, anything you want to say to the people? Before I just want to say a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I can't believe it's that time of year already. It goes yeah. by quick. The older you get, the faster it comes. You notice that, Sean? Yeah. So uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody. I uh, hope everybody's safe and, and healthy. And uh, you too, Sean. Happy Holidays to your family. <laughs> he didn't meet me before until he goes, yeah, you too. Well, I talked to you. You, you as know. well, I guess. I, t I talk to, you know, I talk to these guys once a week. I talk to you more than that. So, you know, but. Uh, oh, my gosh. Guys, this week, check out our interviews with Eric Ademia. She is an 18-year-old wrestler that you're going to be seeing a lot of over the, the future years. Like, I, I fully believe that 10 years from now, we're going to be talking about her doing some really big matches. Uh, we've got Cresta, her first interview ever with Gringo Loco on Thursday, Saturday, Grapsity interviewing Leo Rush and next Tuesday, Deanna Perrazzo, perhaps her last interview before she becomes a free agent. We talk all about that. Uh, you can get early access to those on tier two of FightfulSelect.com. Until next time, guys, we're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.